Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I forgot. That's the um, Barnabas and Wednesday. Oh, <clears throat> it's time for the B-A-Q-A, the B-A-Q-A, what you say? The B-A-Q-A with Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A, no man day, but the B-A-Q-A nonetheless. So today is a snow day. It's ghetto, if you will. Um, And so, because it's a snow day, um, Mandy got the babies and, you know, the babies will not let you tape nobody's podcast so you just have me child because although it is a snow day for me as well it's just me so i figured i'll do a we're gonna answer two questions one about business because y'all love that and one about personal finance because y'all love that as well if you're new to the stew the studio for short um we answer questions here but we answer questions on career on business, personal finance, your money, and life in general. But Mandy and I are not your attorney. We're not your financial advisor. We're not your doctor. We're not your engineer. Shoot, we're not even a PSC and G man, okay? We are just two smart brown girls that have a thing or two to say, and we will give you our best to give you some advice that you take with the smallest grain of salt, and then you consult with the people you pay to take that advice to the king, okay? All right, so... If you got questions, we have answers. You can always slide into our DMs on IG. That's our preferred place. That is Brown Ambition Podcast on IG. Um, Or you can always go to Brown Ambition Podcast. um, And there's like a a contact us button.com on our website. And there's a contact us button. So you can hit us there too. But IG is our favorite place. Sliding them DMs, honey. All right. So I um, am taking these questions I'm answering today just in general from what the people have been asking. And the people say... Um, budgetista, budgetista question. So I have these financial resolutions and it's not looking good queen, even though we're in week two, how do I stay on track for the year? Who has that question? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Right. Um, I know I have that question sometimes. And so I have found a system, if you will, that allows me to stay on relative financial track for the year. Want to hear it? Hear it go. First things first, you do have to kind of identify. I don't necessarily do resolutions, but I do try to identify what goals, financial goals I'd like to meet by the end of the year. But this is what I ask myself. I say, Tiffany, January 1st, Tiffany, what would you like January 31st, Tiffany, to look like? Where would you like for her to say, ooh, child, I went on these trips. What would you like her to be wearing? You know, I was just looking at a pair of Jordans today, these Jordan ones. I love the Jordan ones. They were red and black and white. I want her to be wearing those, right? What, what, you know, what is she a lash girl? Because you see, I got me a little lash on right now. Does she still have those? Okay. 
Um, has she finally moved into her condo? She's been renovating forever. Um, has she eaten at certain restaurants? Mm, ooh la la. Um, has she spent time with people she wanted to spend time with? What does January 31st Tiffany look like? And then infuse financially, what does that mean for her or him, right? <clears throat> or they, them, right? What does that mean? It, it Because this is more powerful than a resolution. Because with a resolution, is like, I'm going to fix my credit. That's great. But what does that actually mean? I'm literally envisioning myself December 31st, you know, not outside because child is ghetto um, on New Year's Eve and dangerous. <laughs> December 31st, reflecting on my year that's passed. And I, I'm going to actually, because if you know me, you know I'm always cutting my locks and I've cut them to the chin. I've cut them shorter. But I, for one thing, I'm like, child, I'm actually going to let my locks grow. So I imagine it's already like at bra length. And so I imagine they'll be like mid back. Oh, your girl's going to be a mermaid. I also think I'm going to keep the lashes up. I will have traveled. I, I know for a fact I'm going to um, Africa. I'm going to go to Johannesburg and a few surrounding countries. Literally tomorrow I leave for Puerto Rico with my sister. And, um, I just got back from South Carolina. Y'all never told me about the Sea Islands. Gullah, gullah. It was so freaking beautiful. I was right on the Atlantic Ocean. It was moving, right? So that's happening. My sister just started taking Pilates classes. It's $40 a class. I'm considering it. But do you see, like, as I imagined January, December 31st, Tiffany, like, I'm looking at her holistically, and then I'm attaching the financial goals to that holistic life. Does that make sense, right? Like, what do I want for her? Like, I want to have travel. You know, I don't necessarily want to lose weight, but certainly I would like my body to be tighter, well, a little more snatched to the waist, okay? Because I'm going to be bringing in 45. I want to be given 45 grown woman energy, but the body of 30, Maybe not 30, because 30, I was too skinny. 35, 37. Nah, just tighter than what I am now. <laughs> it's still giving cute though, <laughs> right? But I literally am asking myself, how do I want to show up on the last day of the year? And what does that look like, what I have to do now? And how does that tie into my financial life? Is there money that I have to save? Are there trips that I have to book? Maybe I need to lean in. Like literally, I'm going to Dubai in February. Your girl's outside, outside. Here go, catch this too. My trips in the, the month of January, South Carolina, I started off with there doing Karen Hunter. She's got this awesome podcast. She had this um, um healthy, wealthy, wise conference, which was impeccably done. I started there. Um, I go to Puerto Rico. I just got back on Sunday. I go to Puerto Rico tomorrow to celebrate my sister's 40th. Hey, girl. Um, that's Roman Amelia's mama. And... Because my friend Rachel Rogers is having her ROI conference that she has every year in Puerto Rico. So we're gonna I'm gonna go to the conference, but also enjoy PR. Okay. And then um the week after that, I have to go to Boston because I'm taping this huge podcast. Y'all heard of Mel Robbins? You know you have. Okay. Um, I'm taping her podcast. It's in Boston, so I'll be flying out to do that. And then I got booked to do this gig in LA a week after that. Um, and so I might, we'll see how long I stay because I have some friends in LA. Hey, Yvonne, um, and my cousin, Chris. So maybe I'll stay a couple days to hang out with them. And then two weeks, then the week after that, I'm going to be going to DC to see my, my friend. <laughs> um, and so that's happening in DC. And then the week after that, I go to Dubai uh, for this mastermind. Um, and 
um, during this mastermind, my friend Terry is going to be there. And she said, I've always wanted to go to Singapore. I said, okay, girl. So we are going to go to Singapore. The mastermind for Dubai is just two days, but who goes all the way to Dubai just to stay for two days? Not me. So I'm going to be in a way um, for about 10 days. And so we're going to spend time in Dubai and then spend time in Singapore and then bring myself on home. That's just January, February. Your girl is what? Outside. So as I think of December 31st, Tiffany, she has been well-traveled, right? I didn't even talk about May when I go to Africa, when I go to Johannesburg and the surrounding countries, right? I even book all the other things I plan on doing, okay? But in order to do that, I am currently looking at one, my finances, two points, I'm literally like I was watching YouTube videos today about the best way to um, redeem points. I got a lot of Amex points, a lot, got a, United, a, lot, a lot of United Airline points, some Chase Venture um, card points. And so, but do you see that like, I don't want you to think of your December 31st self just from a financial place. I want you to think of like, how will you show up holistically and then match your money to that? That's how you stick to the quote unquote resolutions because resolutions are dry, honey, and ashy. But if you make them about your holistic, wonderful life, then you say, hey, money, catch up. I need you to do this, honey. I need you to give this. We need to give savings. We need to give pay down this credit card debt. We need to give maximize these points. Do you see? Do you see? Do you see? We need to give strong credit score. And so that's what I do first and foremost in order to stick to my quote unquote resolutions is that I make it about a bigger life, not just about the money. And then I match the money to the life. I don't try to match my life to the money. That's one. Then two, um, one of the things I do is I look for help. I look to you. Isn't that Wendy? I look, not um, Whitney, right? I look to you when the, mm, 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 mm. I don't even know the song, but it's a, it's a cute song. I just don't have a great voice. Anyway, right? So one of the things I have learned in my almost 45 years of life, well, I'm going to say almost 45 because my birthday's not until October. So we're going to live this cute 44. I mean, some of y'all be hung up on my age. Not me, girl. Cause you see the skin, Botox and um, filler free. Still looking like what? <laughs> I'm giving, I, I feel like I look in my 40s, which is great, but I feel like I look like in a cute in my 40s, okay? The body is still body and the face is still face and the skin is still skinning, okay? Um, so, um, so I'm always looking for help. So in my years of living, I have learned the fastest way to get from where you are to where you want to be is typically through someone else. Because girl, why are we learning new lessons when the lessons have been learned and written about? and podcast about, and blogged about, okay? So for example, I'm like, hey, I've never flown Emirates or Qatar, and I've heard they're really beautiful, and I want to fly, like to when I go to Dubai, I want to have that luxury experience, business or first class, that luxury experience. I mean, I've, I've flown obviously first class and business before, but those are supposed to be very high upscale airlines. So I'm currently like in these um, Amex groups learning through people, how do I maximize the points that I have in order to like not have to pay for that girl? Cause bye. <laughs> so through someone else, you get to maximize the lessons that you want to learn. Why should you learn from scratch? That's why you're here listening about ambition. If, if, if you want to do anything that has anything to do with financial wholeness, that's budgeting, savings, debt, credit, income, investing for both retirement and wealth, 
um, your net worth, insurance, your financial team, and estate planning, any of those 10 things, child, that's why I wrote the book, Made Whole. It's the workbook version of Get Good With Money, right? And so looking for guidance, do not do it alone. Money is a team sport. So finding people, tools, and resources to help you um, get to the goal, the financial goal that you need to live the life that your January 31st self is like, I did that, I did that. Does that make sense? So one, identify your January 31st self, what they finna say about how the year went. Cute. Two, get yourself a guide. Why are you out here by yourself? It's ghetto out here. Go ahead, get you a partner. When I used to teach free school, we would always tell the kids, hold your partner's hand, right? You would have to hold your partner's hand because if you was missing, one of these kids was gonna be like, my partner's missing. And I could be like, Jaheem, where are you, sir? Why are you always behind, right? So get yourself a partner. I love an accountability partner. So that's like a little friend friend that's going to walk you through. Well, that will walk with you on your journey. They don't have to know personal finance, but they're there to cheer you on and hold you accountable and support you and share their goals too, right? But then you find somebody that's done the thing you're wanting to do. Like, I don't know everything. I lean into my financial advisor, Anjali, for certain things. I lean into my, my, um, my peers, um, you hear me talk about Cabrell a lot. He's one of my business peers that I, I bounce things off of. My friend Brandis of HFR, I bounce things off of her. I lean into my mentors, Lynette Calfati-Cox, Sandra Davis of, um, of um, oh, what is it, um, Sage Financial, right? And so like these are my, my um, mentors. And so I am quick to raise my hand and say, I need help. Let's get good at that. I need help. I don't know. And it's okay. Finding those people that have, are doing the thing you're wanting to do and then following their lead. Some people you'll know personally and some people just follow digitally. That's fine. Okay. So if you want the book, honey, go ahead. Made whole workbook can certainly help you with the financial part. So that's the second part. And the third part of keeping these financial resolutions is building a community around you. We work best in community. So when I said like looking for guidance, that's typically a person or a number of people that have achieved the thing. But the community around you are like your family, your friends, your work friends, your work husband, whoever, your partner, your children, building this community around you and sharing the things you're wanting to do. You know, So for example, I was telling my sisters, I want us to go on a sister um, lunch date once a month. So one, that's, a, that's still a financial choice. How much does that cost? How do we set that side? Maybe we have like a sister account where like, you know, the money goes there. So that one, when we pay, we're just paying with one bill, but we've all contributed, say like 50 bucks a month. I don't know, child, right? I was just thinking that. I was like, okay, I want by the by December 31st that Tiffany is says like, oh my gosh, I had like, I mean, I hang out with my sisters all the time, but I intentionally had at least 12 sister lunch dates with my sisters this year. My friend Cabral, who's one of my besties, Cabral is definitely my fancy friend. And he has a list of places that he, like Cabral's a foodie. So he has this list called Tiffany Eats. So we will go and like to this really nice restaurant and eat good, honey. Cause leave it up to me, your girl doesn't have a sophisticated palate, at least not at first. But Cabral be like, girl, we're not eating there. Get yourself together. <laughs> like, damn. And so we have these amazing places that Cabral, I'm like, how did you find this place? So I told Cabral, yo, I want it on the calendar once a month, on the calendar, like every third 
Thursday of the month that we go out to dinner for we we choose a place off the Tiffany Eats list because you are liable to get you are liable to get in a car with Cabral and end up in Delaware and we live in New Jersey. He don't mind driving. You're like, oh, where are we gonna eat today? I was thinking Rhode Island. You're like, what? <laughs> but it's always fabulous. It's always fun. It's always a time, honey. But that's also a financial choice because how much does that cost? What does that look like? Because we take it, we take turns treating each other. Like I pay for one dinner, he picks for the next dinner. So what does that look like? You know? And so, but creating a community around you to share, I want to do this thing. I have something called Sunday Supper that I try to do. We used to do a monthly, but now I'm trying to do at least every other month. These are my family, my friends, my neighbors. I invite them to the house. I hire this amazing um, cook, chef, Nisha, um, that used to cook for Jarell and I when he was here. And Nisha um, will make food for Sunday supper. And it's just literally like a mini Thanksgiving every other month. But that cost, what does that look like? You know? Um, so these are the things like, you know, but as I, I, I have a Sunday supper group chat and we'll talk through it because building community around your hopes, goals, and dreams hold you more accountable. So those are the three things you, that will really help you to make your financial resolution stick is that you have to make it bigger than the resolution. One, right? Just for recap, because you know I'm a teacher, plan, do, review. One, right? Identify your December 31st self and what they want holistically and match the money to that. Two, get you some help, a guide, whether it's Made Whole, my new book, whether it's this podcast, someone or a collection of someones that have accomplished the thing you're wanting to accomplish, let them help you through it whether it's digitally or in person or whatever. And then three, build community around that life you want to live, that goal you want. And so they can hold you accountable and, and you can keep them updated on your progress. Okay. Well, hopefully that's helpful, child. Because when we check in December 31st, honey, I want to be like, I went here, I did this, I did, mm, child. It's going to be a time. I can already tell. My sister Tracy has already coined it. She said 2024 is going to be a banner year. A banner year, meaning an excellent year. My business is already cooking with grease. The budgetista is making coin already. We started the, the month of January off strong. My personal life is looking cute. Okay. Um, like my family, my friends, super connected. Um, and yeah, I'm exploring the possibility of love again. Don't ask me questions. I just said it. Because um, he'd be listening. Hey. Anyway. Um, and yeah, I just think 2024 is going to be a banner year and it can be for you too, but it's intentional. These things happen intentionally, especially when you're grown. All right, let's take a break and I'm going to do a business question, honey, because y'all be asking me in the comments. Um, and I will, we'll see you back in a moment as we pay some of these bills. I'm back and blacker than ever. First of all, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm not going to lie. I'm loving this lip. This is a combo. The problem with me is, this is my toxic trait. I will put together a lip with like a mix of like, you know, like um, I use like a MAC liner. I couldn't tell you the name. I use um, um, was a lip bar, which is a black-owned brand. Hey, Melissa Butler. Um, black-owned brand um, lip. I don't even know what they call it. Not a, it's not a lip gloss. It's not a lipstick. Child, whatever. You know, lip color. And then I added some like, I don't know, N NYX, like in the middle. I'm loving this color, but ask me to recreate it. I can't because I forgot which ones I use. Anyway, so get into this lip color because I'm feeling myself. So we're back, right, for BAQA. And we're going to do a business question for the second half. 
how do you plan to have a better year? Because y'all know that one, I mentor um, the girlies in business and some of the guy guys. Um, I've got about 4,000 mentors over at mymentortiffany.com. It's like 20 bucks a month. Um, we have a live session every month and you do a live session with just the mentees. And then we're also going to be doing a live working session once a month. So you get three live sessions a month. And then all these tools and resources every Thursday, I share a tool or resource that has helped my business explode or at least stay alive. Um, and so it's awesome sauce. It's my mentor, Tiffany.com. And we use this pl platform called uh, Patreon. So there's a question that has come up because 2023 was hard for so many businesses. So, so many businesses, including my own. I had a rough year, you know, like um, I probably made like one third of what we used to make. Like any, and even the budgetista, like <laughs> this is how bad the year was today. I'm, I'm taping on Tuesday. Today is, um, taxes day. Like if you have a big enough business, you're supposed to pay taxes quarterly. So today is the quarterly tax payment that's due for, um, the end of the year, end of 2023, even though it's 2024, you pay it in January. So I hit up my, um, my CFO. I was like, girl, cause usually she will send me the tax money. Cause I have an LLC S corp, which means that the it's a pass-through business when you have an LLC. That means that although you have a business, the tax passes through to the individual, which I am the individual, which means when taxes are due, Tiffany has to pay taxes. So, um, but I get my tax money from my business. So if I owe $30,000 this quarter, the business will give me the 30 and I give it to the government, the, the, the state and the federal government. So I was like, well, dang, this is odd because Georgia, my CFO, is usually on it. So I messaged her like, girl, you didn't give me my tax money for the budgetista, girl. The girl said, what we made is what we spent, girl. We ain't make no money. I said, say what? <laughs> right? So normally you pay taxes in a business on what's left over. So let's just say you made a million dollars, ow, but you spent a million. Ooh, you really supposed to pay tax on what's left over. There's nothing left over, so you don't pay taxes. If you made a million and um, you spent five hundred thousand, then you're gonna pay taxes on the five hundred thousand. We we what we made is basically what we spent because I did pay taxes throughout the year quarterly. But she basically like, girl, we was like net net even, aka we didn't really make no money. You know, like I mean, of course we made enough to pay bills and pay my salary and pay the salaries of other employees and things like that. But usually there's excess. And I usually get a big old tax bill, even quarterly. Typically, my tax bill quarterly, sometimes it's upwards of six figures for the quarter. I said, damn, it was a bad year, honey. So much so that we started off with six months worth of emergency savings. And by December, we were down to one month because we lived off our savings. So I'm just sharing this candidly because every year ain't cute. But you live to see another day if you're smart. So how do you maximize 2024 if you do have a business? Okay, gather around, children. One that if you do have a banner year in 2024, which I'm claiming it, because we already starting off strong, like the Bajanista has already made, like it's the money it needs for six months, um, which is great. But I know this. And so I am hurriedly trying to refill our emergency savings because for the first time we leaned on it so heavily, we've never done that before. But during 2020, when the pandemic was making all the businesses all juicy and good, I said, girl, you made $10 million this year. That's cute. But guess what? I suspect that this is going to be a great year, which means a not so great year might be coming. 2020, best year ever. 2023, worst year ever. Thankfully, I understood that 2020's earnings 
were supposed to also pay for when the worst year came. So I had the six months of emergency savings of operating expenses, the operating expenses, meaning payroll, like any kind of like, um, you know, like any kind of bills, like, you know, we, we, you have Facebook ads, you know, we have like, um, um, website platforms, domain, all the stuff it costs, it costs to run a business. And so we had six months of that saved. So if you happen to have a good year, I say you want to have ideally about six months saved or more in business. You know, um, I only knew to do that because of our God's grace. So during the pandemic, we had that, like I said, our banner year where we made over $10 million or about $10 million in business, right? Yeah, $10 million, right? And we, it was like, you know, we, we had a lot of profit. It wasn't like we made 10, we spent 10. Um, and I remember reading in that year that Microsoft had one year's worth of operating expenses saved. And I said, huh, because your girl likes to read. Here's the thing about um, business and just life and growth. You need to take a look. It's in a book. It's reading rainbow. Go head on and get your read on. You know, even if it's audible, I don't care what it is. Read the information is there. So I'd read this article and it said, hey, you know, although like, you know, business is booming for so many people, Microsoft has decided to save one year's worth of operating expenses just to see because they weren't sure how the pandemic was going to play out. And I said, well, dang, if Microsoft is saving a year, how much do we have saved? I had never really checked. And I knew we had emergency savings, but it wasn't a priority because things was good. So I reached out to my CFO, Shanta, at the time. I said, girl, how much do we have saved? She said like two and a half months. I said, that feels light. And she was like, yeah, because we had never really needed, like in 15 years, by then it was like 13 years, we had never really needed to dip into emergency savings, maybe like a month and then put it right back. And I said, I feel like I want to get to a year. And she said, okay. Um, And so we aggressively started saving when things were really good and we got to six months and I felt like actually six months feels good because a year feels a little excessive. Thank God, because three years later, guess who was living off that lamb? Okay. And so I just say all that to say that in 2024, if you do have a good year and you have a business set aside, like ask yourself or your bookkeeper or your accountant or whoever's managing your finances, how much does my company cost me to run monthly and make it your business to, to work toward getting to at least six months of emergency savings. Okay. You might not need it in a year, two years, four years, but one day you're going to need it. And I know so many of my friends, small businesses closed down in 2023 because they did not have the backup. You know, thank God we had the backup. Or I had friends that literally, like I had a friend I was talking to the other day, she took the money from her personal account, from her retirement account to save the business, you know, because she didn't have the backup. And I would have done that too. Like, let's just say the budgetista had such a bad year. We had no savings. Tiffany has money. And Tiffany could have lent the budgetista money, but who want to do that? Because if I take money out of my investment accounts, meanwhile, the market rallied the last quarter of the year. So I would have missed out on that earnings. But I didn't because your girl was what? Ready. Okay. So one, that, you know, if you have a banner year, you want to see yourself through for 2024 in business, make sure that you set aside money for emergencies. Okay. That's one. Two... I believe that there is a shift happening um, that people are wanting to engage in person. 
So if you have a business, ask yourself, how can you create a more hybrid approach? Because everyone has been digital, 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 social, social, social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, social is passive engagement, right? So if I tell you on social media, sign up for a thing, let's just say one or 2% might sign up. But if you are in person with me sitting in a room and I say, everybody whip out your phones, we're all going to sign up for this thing. Now, all of a sudden you increase to 60, 70%. And I have just been really contemplating on this because I'm seeing that less and less, um, the engagement is yielding less and less results, like digital engagement. And that if you're not integrating some sort of interpersonal, in-person component to your business and your community, if you're building community and business, which you ought to, then you might miss out because there is this pendulum swing and people are exhausted and lonely by digital only. I'm going to say that again because that was a bar. People are exhausted and lonely by digital only. And so just consider that. Like That's why I started to do wealth walks. If you're one of my um, Patreon members for mymentortiffany.com where I mentor I said we have four, like about 4,000 mentees, right? There, right? I started last year, we did about seven mentee dinners where if I had a speaking engagement, I would say, hey, I'm gonna be in Dallas or DC or Atlanta or whatever. And I would invite, I would have an open invitation and I'd say we can max out about 20 people because that's what the restaurant would allow without trying to charge us some sort of like event fee. So we would meet up and it, it made it really powerful because I noticed that the churn rate for the mentees just business speak, churn is the amount of people that you lose monthly if you have a subscription, right? Sometimes people leave because they don't like the service. Sometimes people leave because they're not using it. Sometimes people leave because their credit card just got declined, whatever, right? So churn, um, so I'll give you an example. Like um, last time I checked, I think it was Spotify had a churn rate about nine, 10%, meaning that every month about 10% of people leave, right? And so my churn rate, um, at Patreon was so low. It was like under 3%, meaning people were coming and staying. And 3% was more or less people whose credit cards just got declined and we could just tap them on the shoulder. Why were people staying and saying, I love being Tiffany's mentee? Because I think in large part, because there was this connection in person. I did about seven meetups. So seven times 20 people, don't give me the line. What is that? 140 people. Ah, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm over here trying to take out my calculator, child. Uh, oh, my ramen is here, child. We're about to wrap up. Um, seven times 20 people. 140 people. Yes. 140 people, right? Plus, right? But so it's not just that, because the people, the energy that you build when people are in person, they then go back to the group and say, because we have, um, like I said, we have a monthly meetup where you guys can see each other for that's part of being my mentee. Um, and the mentees kind of like, um, network every month together. And then we have a monthly lesson with me that I teach live. And then you guys are going to start to have a working session every month too. So anyway, now the girls in those sessions be like, child, I met Tiffany last week. It was amazing. And you know what I learned? You now have these like amazing cheerleaders who are like, they advocate for you like, no, not my Tiffany. Don't you talk about my budgetista, you know? And so I am exploring that more about, because I've gotten really good at building community, um, but I want to make sure that I'm providing enough in-person interaction for community. So I suggest you do the what? Samesies. 
And then last but not least, this is something that I'm going to be exploring more and more for 2024 is, so I went to, I told you I went to that conference in South Carolina, the Healthy Wealthy Wise Conference by Karen Hunter, who's amazing. She got this amazing podcast, the Karen Hunter Show that I'm on every month. Um, and so it was my first time going to that conference. It was in South Carolina on Kiwaka something island, which is a sea island. So South Carolina has all these islands like outside of it. And it was one of those islands and it was drop dead gorgeous. I ain't never seen, when I say gorgeous, I was like, Mexico who? Puerto Rico who? Gorgeous. And the resort, the Kiawaka or whatever it was called resort was absolutely stunning. I had three balconies in my room. It was a sitting room that was as big as like a New York City apartment and then a bedroom and two full baths. And the bath, the master bath was so big that you opened it with two doors. Child, your girl was living, living. It was amazing. So I went there and I thought to myself, you might be like, who's Karen Hunter? But I get, but let me tell you who knows who Karen Hunter is, her audience. I took away this amazing lesson when I was looking around and the ticket to go, and I could say this because, I mean, if you go online, try to buy it. The ticket to go to Healthy Wealthy Wise was about $2,100, right? That doesn't include your flight because child, she can't pay for your flight. So $2,100, right? Time, she had about like 220 people there. I'm sorry, Karen, I'm not trying to clock your pay, but you know. Right? So $2,100, 2,100 times 222 people, give or take. That's $462,000. Hello. Hello, somebody. <laughs> right? So that's almost half a million dollars. I'm going to let that sink in. That's almost half a million dollars. And you might be saying, who is Karen Hunter? Right? You might not know her. A lot of people do, but you might not know her. You know, the lesson that I learned is, when, plus when I went there, Karen ha has t-shirts and sweatshirts. And I saw the shirt so much that I literally was like, did I miss it during registration? Where's my shirt? Where's my registration shirt? So I asked Karen, I said, I didn't get a registration shirt. She's like, girl, that's not a registration shirt. I did, I did a drop. I do a number of drops through the year where I sell like merch. Her audience was so engaged that they brought the merch with them that they bought throughout the year and wore it at the conference. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm just watching in awe and amazement at how engaged, like her people, they, half of them had my book. Cause I'm on Karen Hunter once a month. Everybody knew me. Hey girl, loved your last segment. I got you your book. Can I sign it? Can you sign it for me? Meanwhile, I, I was not even speaking at her conference. You know, they knew I was coming cause I was a special guest just to attend, but I wasn't even speaking. And a light bulb went on that Karen has done this excellent job of not trying to get more congregation members. Instead, she has turned around and she preaches to the choir. I'm going to let that soak in. Sometimes in business, we are so busy trying to get new customers that we are not taking amazing care of our current existing customers. And I am guilty of this. Always out trying to get new, 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 new. Sis, you have... 10, 15, 100, 1,000, 100,000, whatever it is, people already in your audience. Are you loving on them so good and treating them so good and making sure they have all the tools and resources and access and da, 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 that when it's time for you to drop a tool or resource that they're like, girl, here is my money? I bet you're not because I know I'm not. So for 2024, I'm going to be loving the hell out of y'all, okay? That I already have enough 
people in my audience that I already treat y'all good, but I'm not as intentional as I ought to be. I would say I was doing 50% new people, 50% y'all. I'm doing 30% new people and 70% what y'all need, what y'all want. How can I help? What do you want? You do that and you don't have to work nearly as hard if you take care of the people who are already here. You already have people in your audience if you've taken the time to build community and business. And if you do that, child, cheese, like your business is going to be popping for 2024. Okay. So what do we learn about how to make the most out of 2024? One, get your savings up, right? Um, two, I forgot the second one that I said, child, my bad memory. Oh, two, integrate some in-person things. Okay. The girls want to touch on people and hug on people and love on people and see you in person. And then three, focus on your current community, right? Speak to the choir, not so much new congregation members. You do that for 2024, I'm going to do it. Watch how 2024, um, I'm already started to do it just a little bit. When I tell you January of last year, I don't remember what we made. It was like next to nothing. Because January be slow sometimes. Uh, this year already, we've already made like within the first two weeks, multiple six figures. And not like with no ads run with no new stuff, really, just focusing our current audience and saying, you want this thing that I've been had? And just letting you know it even existed. Multiple six figures already. I'm like, gosh, darn it. Ooh, child. So I hope that was a lesson for you. Um, if you'd like to ask any business question, career question, financial question, or otherwise, slide into our DMs on IG at... Um, uh, Brown Ambition Podcast. And also you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com. Please, please, please leave us a review if you find what we're sharing so great. Um, like I said, if you want to be my mentee, you can go to mymentortiffany.com. We'll put the link in the description of the show notes for you. Also my book, Made Whole. We'll do that too. Madewholeworkbook.com if you want to get on financial track. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week. Well, oh, I'm going to be here. I was going to say I'm coming back from Puerto Rico on Sunday. So mm, it's cute. So I'll be here. All right. Bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.